The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Hi there, Power Partners, and welcome back to this hour of power with you every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on World Talk Radio. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brady. And we have you on our radar, and we want to help you be the stars you were born to be and help your dreams come true, and we provide for you an hour of book talk. Today, we have two amazing authors, two major authors of numerous books that will be gracing our airwaves. In segment two, we have New Orleans author of seven books. Deborah Lynn will share her thriller, Crime in the Big Easy. And in segment three, best-selling author of The Little Black Dress and The Cougar Club, Susan McBride joins us, and she'll be unveiling her fresh new novel, The Truth About Love and Lightning. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the writer, the speaker, and the great interviewer that you can be. Call 925-377-STAR, that's 925-377-7827, or visit Star Style Productions to book your session, because you can be a star. And this is from one of my favorite writers, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Neither you nor the world knows what you can do. Until you have tried. So today is a glorious day here in both Northern and Southern California. So we want you to sit back and relax and enjoy our time together. Now, what we're coming up with here on our Tea for Two, Heather and I want to talk about the zodiac and some astrology, specifically Chinese astrology and the Chinese zodiac, because most of us don't know anything about it except for maybe what we read in fortune cookies at Chinese restaurants. But the study of astrology and the zodiac goes back over 2,000 years. And after Heather talks a bit, I have a little, a very cute legend uh, from the Chinese zodiac that I have learned. But Heather, what have you found out about the astrology and this Chinese zodiac? Because it really is very fascinating, and it differs a lot from other zodiac systems. 
Yeah, exactly. Most zodiac astrology we know is you know, for can I you're I'm a Cancer, you're an Aquarius, you know, the whole everything Gemini, uh, Virgo that most people know that one, but very few um kind of know about Chinese astrology here. We don't really focus on that. And the Chinese what I like is that um every year they have the Chinese New Year. It actually starts uh, different times of year, but it's a, di- it's a different year system uh, than our westernized, what we consider. And they have huge celebrations. And the, what the, the Chinese zodiac is based on, similar to us with, with a 12-month cycle, um, it's based on a 12-year cycle. So each year um, it cycles out a new animal. And the main animal, the main, the animals, um, it's the rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. And um, a lot, and every animal is associated uh, with an earth branch. So, for example, I was born in 1984, and I am the year of the rat. And my earth branch is considered wood. So I'm a wood rat. <laughs> and this year is That's actually, so funny that you're a wood rat. You know, I never get all this stuff, but I love learning about it. And uh, so uh, again, and and that rotates out each year with your with your Earth kind of connection to it. They, you could be you know born in the year of the rat, but you could be born you know a, a water rat or whatever. This year is actually the year of the snake, and it's actually the water snake this year. Um, and that has and then, so that has a lot of meaning in itself, and especially with. Uh, connected to it. Um, kind of to get in, I'll, I'll let you know just a little bit of myself being a rat. When generally, generally, you know, when we think of rats, um, I don't think good, I don't think good things at all. Um, you know, I think of infestation, I think of growth, I just think nothing but rats. And the actually, smell, the smell that makes you sick, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, but actually, uh, like, you know, you always think of sort of derogative things, but um Actually, in in, in uh, terms of uh, Chinese zodiac, the rat is actually the highest ranking, almost the most honorable to be uh, born in the year of the rat. And in, um, in a tribute to kind of your spirit, work, uh, wit, alertness, um, it's kind of things like the strengths of the rat, so personal things. I, you know, it's funny, whenever I read these things, uh, I always wonder if I was to read a different one, if I was feel the same of, oh, that's exactly like me, because uh, being a cancer, I swear, everything I read that it says what a cancer is, I think that completely embodies who I am, and when I read things about the rat, um, especially the wood rat and the, and the actual fur of the 1984, I always think, oh, this sounds just like me, so maybe it is coincidental, or, you know, maybe just people know how to write things well, but it says, uh, for rat girls, um, Rat girl. <laughs> this sounds so funny. Oh, you just uh, made a new nickname for yourself, Rat Girl. Oh my god! But something interesting enough um, for females born in the era is that they have a strong co- uh, connection with tidiness and cleanliness. And I just, I'm a huge cleaner. Cleaning is almost a stretch relief for me. Um, you know, almost too far. I just like things cleaner. So I was actually kind of surprised that that connects with being a rat. Um, and this is more clever. Thoughtful, sensible things that kind of connect to the cancer. Um, getting into, as I said, is that each year it changes. For my fortune for 2013, um, overall it says that um, this year, overall for anyone um, born or for just a year of the state for 2013, in general, it's supposed to be um, a year with both good career and wealth. Uh, overwhelmed. The first half of the year, um, people are supposed to you know, seize the chance and take uh, take advantage you know, of, of opportunities. And they're, um, they're good for fortune in the second half of the year, um, but it will lessen. And especially for females, 
Um, it's better to take good care of themselves. I'm trying to start off with that we all, you know, our health is so important. We tend to be more um, focusing in our health at the beginning of the year so we don't have to worry about anything happening at the end. Something um, I thought was really interesting about it being uh, a water, water snakes here is that Water snakes, just in general, are lucky in finance, and it seems to the connection with water is that things are flowing. So money is flowing, emotion is flowing. Um, also, too, something that you know it's interesting with people born in the year of the snake too. They have um, somewhat of a chance of uh, a struggle trusting people. So that kind of comes into things of when it comes to financial or it comes into family wise. Um, a sense to let go and let these things be free flowing with it. Um, I just remember personally something that was really fun when we were kids in elementary school. They would celebrate the Chinese New Year. And there's this thing about uh, putting, receiving a penny in uh, a little red envelope, and it was sort of your good luck penny for the year. And I always thought it was so funny and, and so wonderful because now they're almost talked that they're going to fade out the penny. And how we still, you know, you find a penny, it's your lucky penny. You're supposed to hold on the whole year and have good luck with it. So I've been on the lookout recently to try to find a special penny to represent, you know, what my year is. I feel this is going to be a good year. What does it special with look like? Things. What does it look like when you find it? Because I find pennies all the time. Did I find my lucky penny? <laughs> I think you have to find a lucky penny when in one of those odd spots, you know, in a, an unlikely situation or something where it's given to you by someone. I think that's what what makes a penny a lucky penny. Uh-huh. Okay. What, 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 right. I'm very curious to know about the story you were talking oh, about. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. Because I want to tell you, that I think I think being a rat, you're going to really like this story, okay? Because there are many legends and myths that are related to the Chinese zodiac. And what people often ask, since you just so, you know, so carefully said that the rat's the most important part of the zodiac, is... People often ask, why does the calendar year start with the year of the rat? And how did they choose that order of animals? So this is the legend. There was an emperor. He was called the Jade Emperor. And he was the the emperor in heaven from the Chinese folklore. And he, he ordered that all the animals would be designated as a calendar sign and that the first 12 that arrived to his kingdom would be selected. Now, at that time, the cat and the rat were not only good neighbors, they were great friends. And, <laughs> when, and when they heard this news, the cat said to the rat, we should arrive early to sign up. But uh, the cat always had a bad habit of waking up late. So the rat promised his friends that he would wake him up, he'd wake the cat up, and they'd go together. However, on that very auspicious morning when the rat got up, he was so excited to recall his promise that he didn't wake the cat and he went directly to the gathering place. Well, on the way, he encountered the tiger, the ox, the horse, and other animals that could run faster than he did. And he didn't want to fall behind any of them, so he had a really good idea. He asked the ox if the ox would carry him. And the ox agreed on um, that he would do that. So, so the the rat, you know, climbed on top of the ox, and it was a smart move <laughs> because what happened is the ox ran fast, and the ox and the rat arrived first. But the ox was so happy, thinking that he was going to be the first sign of the year, 
But what happened is since the rat was sitting on his head, the rat slid down in front and became the very first lucky animal to be the animal of <laughs> Zodiac. Now, meanwhile, his good friend, the cat, was so late because the cat, you know, they're like, what do we Can call them? They're that? the meowchers. You know, he was so busy setting himself, relaxing and meowching that when uh-huh. he finally arrived, the whole competition was over. And that's why the other animals appear behind the little rat. And that's why the cat hates the rat so much that every time they meet, the cat wants to kill the rat because uh. the rat didn't give the cat, didn't wake the cat up on that wonderful morning. <laughs> oh, how funny. And so you know what they think is I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. I think did I cut you off? Is there was there more to the rat and the so cat? The, 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 ra- the end of the story is is the cat. Be- I mean, the rat became the favorite animal of the emperor. So the rat is the first sign of the zodiac. But the cat has never forgiven the rat. And now, when the cat and the rat meet, the cat just wants to kill the rat. So that's I love it. it. And you know what's interesting? In Chinese culture, still, cats are still very lucky. You see those all over, those little, the big cat eyes, and they almost have little shrines, those white cats with the little paws that go up and down. So I think right, the cat, right. even though, even though the cat didn't get, uh, didn't get to be one of the signs, I think he still did pretty well with his presence within China. <laughs> well, and this year we have to be very careful with, uh, cautious with the words we use and, Check our body pulse to make sure that, you know, our hearts are beating well because even though it is supposed to be the year of the snake represents intuitive behavior, the colors are red and fire, which is really dynamic energy, including, you know, strength and persistence, but it's also connected to restlessness. So we, we have to be, um, we have to be cautious this year because fire provides heat and warmth, but it can also burn us up. So we, we don't want to get burnt up. So And also fire sometimes is associated with some negative emotions of, um, of you know, dislike. So those, are, those organs associated with that element, the heart and the tongue and the body pulse, we've got to watch it. So may this year of the snake bring everybody kundalini rapture and joy beyond your wildest expect- expectations and peace that you have prayed for and better health than you ever imagined and wealth that maybe you never dreamed possible. Heather, I love talking about the Zodiac. That was really fun. It's something different. (laughs) So we have to take a break, but when we return, our Southern Belle, Deborah Lynn, will be with us to talk about her latest novel, Crime in the Big Easy, with her dynamic female reporter character, Taylor. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And what are the websites, Heather? Well, we want you to check out our website. Go to be the star you are dot org as well as be the star you are dot com. That's great. Okay, well, we'll be back in a bit. Don't you go away and just get that fire started because we are going down to New Orleans. The star you are, be the star you are. You are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame 
Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thank you for staying tuned to our Power Hour here at Star Style. Be the star you are where we bring you the authors and the experts who are pioneers on the planet. Our show is an outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity, encouraging reading, writing, and reporting. And for more information on the charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. Or to listen to our shows, you can visit StarStyleRadio.com. Well, Crime in the Big Easy is the latest novel in the repertoire of prolific author of seven books, Deborah Lynn. Born in New Orleans, Deborah paints a vivid picture of her city, of the French Quarter, and of all the wild personalities that populate this incredible place. Out of almost 30 years of writing, Deborah has said that this is her favorite book ever, and we are going to find out why. Welcome, Deborah, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Hi, how are you? We are so great, and we are so glad to be bringing you to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your adorable Southern accent. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a fan of the South. I must have, you know, some in a, maybe another life, I must have been there, but it is just so lovely. Now, I am so attracted, Deborah, to stories, novels, and books that feature really strong, intelligent, self-reliant women, and you nailed it with Taylor James. She doesn't disappoint. I am anxious to know, as I know our listeners are, how did you create this character? Was she based on anyone in particular, a conglomeration? Give us your backstory, because you have said this is your favorite book, and I can see why, but 
we we want to know what how what your conclusion is. Well, I um, like you said, I was born in New Orleans, but I've lived almost all my life in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, not far. And um, I always loved going down to New Orleans and walking around the French Quarter and seeing all the artistic people they have walking around down there. And I had been writing sweet romances that I love them, but I started reading mysteries. And, man, suddenly I just had the desire to write a mystery. And, of course, I prayed about it. And uh, God gave me this idea when we were walking down at the quarter visiting the gardens down there. <clears throat> and um, and my characters, they come to life in front of me. I start writing. I don't pre-plan. I'm sorry to say I write, like they say, by the seat of my pants, you know. So God you don't write an, an outline? You don't write an outline or anything, Deborah. You just sit down, you pray on it, and you let the words flow. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Now, when I slow down or kind of get stuck, I'll stop and kind of, okay, Lord, and we'll start writing a rough sketch, you know, but then my characters, I don't care how much I tell myself it's going to go this way, the characters will fool you. They lead you where you're going to go, and I love that. You know, sometimes I'm surprised at the end in one I wrote not too long ago about who the killer was. I just knew it was somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. I love writing. You keep us in suspense until the very, very end. Because there, it could be a, a whole plethora of people, of characters that yes. you have in the book. I found it so interesting that she is, you know, she grows up in the Garden District, which is the lovely, lovely area of right. New Orleans, and decides to live in the quarter in in a place that might be a little bit um, um, sketchy, right. I guess. And I remember a few years back, I had to go to a, a film conference in New Orleans, and my agent had said to me, well, where are you staying? And I had booked, like, a, you know, I thought it was a bed and breakfast, a room at this place, but I was going to be, like, the only guest. And when I was picked up at the airport, they wouldn't deliver me there. They said, there's no way we're going to let you, as a single woman, stay that on yeah. that street. And they go, you, and I go, well, why? It's in the French Quarter, you know, it looks like it's, it's all great. They go, no, you're about two streets into yeah, the really... There's certain areas you go in that you're safe or you feel safe. And I'm sure you're safe anyway, but there's rougher areas. You know what I mean. So you just... It's always better to be more than one person. You know, always have somebody with you. And you can really enjoy it because it really is a beautiful town. Oh, it um, is. It's so um, fun. And as you said, it's so creative and so artistic yeah, and fabulous. Full food, of artistic music, people. fabulous food, you know. Uh, yeah. And the, the people are so friendly. Well, let's get back. The name of her book is Crime in the Big Easy. And Deborah Lynn is the name of the author we're talking about today. And that's Lynn with an E, L Y N N E. And her two main characters in this, in the book are a young reporter named Taylor, and then a detective named John. And you have no idea where, how their paths are going to cross. What I really enjoyed about Taylor was her persistence. She was not about to take the answer of no. She was going to get the story, come heck or high water, right? That's right. She gets right into the story, not just what they want to dish out. She wants to know everything. 
Well, and you allude... be a part of solving the crime if possible, which in this one she is. Right, right. And that's what I was going to say. You allude to a story that she broke a few months earlier where she was actually injured. Right. And yes. yet she, uh, you know, I mean, if if I came that close to death <laughs> doing a story as a writer, I might be a little bit gun shy to yeah. go after, you know, uh, this it looks like what looks like to be a serial killer. Yes. And uh, we, of course, we won't spoil anything. We're not going to give anything away because <laughs> okay. we want people to buy crime in the big easy right. and enjoy well, it's it. Well, a page turner, and they don't won't want to put it down. That's one thing I've heard back from most, you know, a lot of my readers. They well, love I read it. I read it in one fun. sitting too. The same yeah, thing. You just you keep turning the pages because you want to find out what's happening, and and you introduce you introduce lots of different characters from the quarter and different personalities. Now again, I know you were born there, but was this, is this just from visiting and experiencing it and having it be like your go-to place? Um again, it's I think God creating things inside of me, you know, because I know the characters are fictitious, you know, but God is real and these are the kind of things that you might come across in any city, you know, not just New Orleans, you know. So, I don't know. I just, I, I can't are, say I know anybody like any of these people, you know, except for maybe Taylor James and John Bradley. But, yeah, did, uh, did you do research, for example, for John on um, the detective? Did um, you have to find out how they work and how they, you know, how yes, they go about I have, Because you have a lot of detail. I have a lot of um, help books that you can get at the library or buy for yourself. Um, and, of course, over the years, I've bought a lot. <laughs> And um, I try to read up all the time on, you know, police procedure and things like that. Plus, I love to watch crime shows. Um, of course, fiction ones, not real ones. <laughs> you know, right, but, right, uh, right. Well, I, you know, I understand it. When one of my nieces is actually a real life CSI crime scene investigator. Wow, that would and, be awesome to meet. And she's like her. and she is a little bit younger. She's she's younger than Taylor James is, and the things that she does and sees, it's just amazing. You know, it is amazing the way that they work and the connections that they use, and you know, all of you know all of those things. But getting back to crime in the Big Easy, right at the beginning of the book, you actually uh, dedicate the book to your Lord and Savior. And you've mentioned already that God plays a big part in this. And this has been through all of your books. Uh, you've been married for, what, over 30 years? Over, yeah, we over celebrated 40. our 30, 41st anniversary. 40, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's, I mean, just that alone, that is a real, that is very inspirational. And, but you really feel that having your religion and your spiritual beliefs has been at the heart of who you are as a person, as well as bringing you the ability to write these great books that you write. Yes. Well, you know, I got started writing because I got laid up from an accident and all I could do was read, you know. And so the thing is, when you get out there and you try to buy books and, and you start liking this and this, and then they add stuff that, as a believer, I don't want to read that kind of detail. I don't need that. So I'm saying, you know, Lord, I can do this and leave that out, you know. And he said, yes, you can. Yes, so you he can. gave me my first story, and 
I well, love we it. We should um, tell our listeners because I think what's so so incredible is for what the first thirty years of your career you worked in a trucking company, right? Right. Yes, yeah. I was a secretary for ten years and a dispatcher for twenty, and I got to retire at an early age of fifty-five. Wow, <laughs> so that is so early, and my books were starting to come out. I had two out, and and I reached thirty years, so I went ahead and retired early and became a full time author. And I love isn't it. that well. And what success you have? Uh, you have a new book coming out, The Truth Revealed. The Truth you Revealed. That's this one. That's what? book three in a, a Samantha Kane mystery series. Right, and I was going to ask you because you really love Samantha Kane too. This is another yes, character, is. you know, that is very dear. To your heart, but you. So you have the testimony of innocence, passion from the heart, be not afraid, all in God's time, and grace, a gift of God, and of course the one we're talking about today, crime in the Big Easy. But why did you? Why do you feel that this one, of all the books you read, of all the books you've written, and even though you really love the Samantha Kane, why is this one so dear to your heart? Because I felt like I got to know Taylor. I mean, like, she was my best friend, you know. Oh, and then when she and, well, I can't tell the story. Yeah, don't tell the ending because it's really story. sweet. <laughs> Go but, read the book. It's great. Right, but you, but is, it's really, is it really because she inhabited you? I mean, it was, it was I, just. I felt like it, yes. I felt like I became long, her, you know. And how long did you spend writing this book? Because when I look at the dates that your books are released, I mean, you are really writing. In the last three years, you've written all these books. Or last four years. Well, you've got to remember, I've been writing for a long time. And I yeah. write, I, in the beginning, I wrote like one book a year. But I wasn't getting published. So then you just kind of go back and work on your rewrites till you get another idea. And then you start another one. So did but, Crime in the Big Easy, because you did mention that there's a lot of rewrites. And, of course, with every book. We do yeah. have to write and rewrite and rewrite, rewrite and rewrite. rewrite until we really feel that, you know, exactly. we've exhausted it. But yeah. was this actually a story that has been kind of hidden in your soul for a while that you just had to bring out to sparkle well, and shine? It was the seventh book I wrote, and it was my first mystery that I wrote. And, again, I just fell so in love with Taylor and John that, you know, I couldn't wait till it get, got published, and it came close to getting published earlier on in my writing. But then they said, well, but we'd like it better if you do blah, blah, blah. So I did that, and then they said, no, you had it better the first way, but we're going to go ahead and pass. So when when Oak, when Oak Tara fell in love with the way I write, God connected us, and I was so glad when they found Be Not Afraid and said, we want to be your publisher, and now... They're just putting them out as fast as I can write them, and we're trying to get two out a year. One that on is, and one you know, on I think you just on. hit the the gold mine there of yes. every author's desire is to Amen. find a publisher that falls in love with the way you write and right. doesn't want to change you to be someone else or exactly. something else. You I, get to I be your original beautiful. self here. You get to yes. be the star you were born to be. The star, yeah, there you go. That's it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, I have friends that write and who are published and with big publishing houses, but sometimes by the time their book comes out, they say, I don't even know that story anymore. I can't believe it's mine. I don't want that to happen to me. I was right. blessed by Oak Tara, and Ramona Tucker is the best publisher, editor, 
in the well, world. Well, there's a good shout out for Ramona. She's going to yeah. love you for that. And, you know, I just love her for loving you because <laughs> any publisher that can trust their author, those are the ones, those are the good ones. I remember when I was writing my first book, and I, I, was, I still call it my heart book. And after I had turned it in and they had told me, oh, how wonderful it was and blah, blah. And they said, well, we're sending you back a few edits, just a few things we want changed. And just like your writer friends have said to you, basically the whole manuscript was redlined and they wanted to change everything. The yeah. locations, the names, the people. The, and I, I, fought, I fought it, Deborah. I yeah, fought it. I said, good. you know what? If you want to change it, then I'm not the writer for you. That's and, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just walk. I mean, I'll give you your money and, and back. And, you know, if you're going to write what you're led to write, then that's what you have to do. You have to find the publishing house that believes in what you believe. And that's what happened with me. God connected me with Oterra. They came and, to me, and it's just a God connection. And I It's a God so connection. Did you seek them out, or had they read your books and they sought you out? Uh, they read, uh, I, I had sent in, and it's weird because it was like two years later that they said they had come across this with uh, Writer's Edge was the name of the company that was taking manuscripts, and if they liked what you did, they would take it and edit it and then put it out to uh, publishing houses that you as an individual can't get to without an agent. And uh, so I said, well, I'll give it a try. Miss Lucille that owned a Christian bookstore in Baton Rouge is the one that told me about it. But it took two years before she picked, uh, well, Oktera picked up on Be Not Afraid. And right after they took it, then another big house that I'd been trying to get into uh, uh, called me wanting to publish Be Not Afraid and the whole series. And I said, you're too late. And that was God, because he That's knew. what happens when it, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? When Amen. all the good things start happening, you know, once you have your wagon rolling, everybody wants to jump on it. <laughs> well, I really love Crime in the Big Easy is a fantastic page-turning thriller with Thank positive you. values. It's fun. It's funny. It's challenging. And again, as I said, the female character is such a strong woman and such a lovely person inside and out that you want to be best friends with her. I want to give out your website so people can find it. It's author-debralyn.com and Deborah is Deborah. <laughs> it's D-E-B-O-R-A-H and then the last name L-Y-N-N-E dot com. And there you can connect with her you can see the giveaways you can see the latest novels her journals and you can get in contact as as well and you can even see some fun family pics and of course order the book so the name of the book and is crime in the big easy do you just want to give us a last uh, you know just wrap it up of what you would you know what would you like to tell the world about crime in the big easy or writing or just your process in general but first, I want to say real quick, when you go on my website, you can actually see a book trailer, a little movie blip like they Oh, right. I forgot to mention that, and those are one great. Of, yeah, each one of my books. They're fantastic, and it'll tell you what each book's about and make decide which one you'd want to read. Because I write romance, I write romantic suspense, and romantic mystery. So it's widespread. But what I want to tell other writers out there, don't quit. You feel led to write Start writing and don't give up. 
because published authors are the people who don't quit. That is so well said, and I agree. The only people who never make it are the ones who give up too early. So when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and we just got to keep going on. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Deborah, on seven books, and we'll look forward. I hope that Taylor becomes a series because these two characters. Another book, yes. I think she will have another book. I think I I can't imagine that she and John, you know, and some of the that won't have something else. So I really hope so. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) Plus New Orleans, you can't lose with New Orleans. And again, the website, author-debralynn.com, L-Y-N-N-E. And the book is Crime in the Big Easy, available at all the online sites or the stores that uh, that you like to frequent. Deborah, thank you so much. And when we return from break, it's love and lightning. So get ready for a jolt of magic and mischief. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we return, it's Susan McBride. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flames that burn. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestarur.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are.org. Be the lucky star you Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, welcome back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk and listen. Brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity, empowering women, families, and youth. You can make a donation today at btsya.org. 
And thanks for supporting Increasing Literacy and Improving Positive Media. Well, author Susan McBride has authored several young adult series books, women's fictions, and a memoir. Her newest adult novel that just launched is The Truth About Love and Lightning, and it intertwines Native American rainmaking with a modern-day love story. Welcome, Susan, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Cynthia. Well, Susan, this has been quite the year for you. Oh, my, my goodness. goodness. Not yeah. only a new baby, but just in the last couple of weeks, you moved to a new mm-hmm. house. Uh-huh. I mean, like I think it was like a day before your book came out, right? It was. We, we moved. Yes, we planned very well, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we moved, yeah, my book launched the next day, and it's just been crazy. I mean, trying to get, you know, the new house in order, and, and we're selling the old house now. We had to get all the baby stuff out of there so people could actually see it. And then, yeah, I've been doing um, book events and radio and stuff, so it's been very interesting. <laughs> you are really be- and you celebrated a wedding anniversary, yeah. I believe, too, right? Yeah, my husband Happy and I. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Five years of marriage, and, and we've been together almost eight years. So. Well, and you know, we should talk about that, too, because okay. um, it's, it's now, and we're, we're going to talk about your book, The Truth mm-hmm. About Love and Lightning, but I think you're just a great inspiration because you've written uh, many, many books, uh, and one of them, of course, is The Cougar Club mm-hmm. and Little Black Dress. Mm-hmm. And you have actually called yourself the accidental cougar. Uh-huh. So I, I am. What, what, did, what did you mean by that? Well, um, I met my husband. I was, like, picked by St. Louis Magazine in 2005 to be one of their top 20 singles. It's something they do every year. They pick 10 men and 10 women. And um, I was one of two women over 40. I had just turned 41 when the issue came out. And I met my husband at a party the magazine threw um, for that issue, uh, his friend happened to be uh, one of the top singles, and and Ed came just to hang out. And he, I met him, and he looked like a such a baby. And and he asked me out um, shortly thereafter. And uh, I found out he was nine years younger, which I thought was kind of acceptable. <laughs> and uh, so he pursued me, and. Um, we ended up, I mean, falling in love pretty quickly. My sister teased me and called me a cougar. Um, when she's, she's the real cougar in the family, I have to say. She, she has been pursuing younger men throughout, you know, throughout history. And um, so I told her I wasn't a cougar. I was an accidental cougar because he chased me. It wasn't me, you know, pursuing him. And he was the first, like, younger guy I think I'd ever dated. But it just worked out. We just meshed really well. Um, I love his family. He loves my family. Um, you know, we have similar values and just so much in common and make each other laugh just all the time. So, And that's the most important I thing. I know. That you're happy and that you're laughing yeah. together. I mean, that you is, have I to laugh. <laughs> right, don't you think? Because life oh, is yeah. just so short. And we yeah. don't want to live a life of quiet desperation. We don't want anything boring. We want to have, you know, something fun going on. And you're obviously very dynamic. And you have, you know, you also talked about you've got this new kind of crazy, adorable haircut. Do you still wear this? Uh, because I love your picture. Oh, my gosh. That haircut, yeah, that happened during the, it was like. That I shoot. Was, yeah. Well, I was being, well, it was right before that I had new author photos done by um, a really well-known photographer in St. Louis, Susie Gorman. And she said, your hair is too boring. You have 
um, at the time I had just kind of a bob like kind of thing it flipped out at the bottom and she said you you just have anchor woman hair oh my <laughs> you gosh need to, you need to mess it up a little so she had the the uh, makeup and hair person on the set just you know kind of tossle my hair like that and it just became how I started wearing my hair for a long time Cynthia now I have to say I have just mom hair because I have no time to dry and style it so it's and it's really wavy and thick so it's just like longer and wavy <laughs> but I bet you look fabulous and you're glowing because you're a mom because I'm there's mom. nothing better than I being know. a parent do and you think Pretty Don't amazing. you just, I mean, as exhausted as you get, isn't it I know. fantastic? No, it's wonderful, and especially because, I mean, before my husband and I even get mar- got married, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I know, had, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, we had to deal with so that, bad. talk about going through for worse before even for better, and uh, yeah. and um, he helped me get through that. I didn't have to do chemo, so I, I knew, um, and my my doctor told me, you know, you can still have kids, and they did some tests, and and we kind of kept trying, you know, once I was healed and healthy again and and went through, you know, some kind of hard times. I had a miscarriage the year before I got pregnant with Emily and and it was just pretty amazing and a, and a miracle I think getting pregnant at 47, you know, without without any help from <laughs> Yeah, with, you know, fertility clinics or anything. Without the fertility drugs. No, I couldn't do that, yeah, because of my history of breast cancer. So, yeah, it was 47, and I got pregnant, and it was a very, very healthy, good pregnancy, and she was a, a nice, long, plump, eight-pound baby. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, uh, you know, so you're blessed. I mean, yes. you're just... Oh, my you're, gosh. It's well, amazing. and you were named, you know, you just won the award. St. Louis um, named you, what, one of the most... Influ- the most dynamic people of the year by the Ledoux News mm-hmm. in St. Louis last year. So, yeah, and congratulations! Thank and you, you, you know, you're a survivor, and you now empower women, and you speak on this. I and do. I think it's so important because so many people are hiding in the shadows, you know, and they, because they they feel so uh, separate when they get that word of the big C. And yeah, to be as dynamic scary. as you are, it's so important to spread that joy. Well, I know when I was do- diagnosed at 42, there weren't, uh, I don't think a lot of people had seen someone 42, like you said, just really bouncy and vibrant. And my husband calls me hyper, but, you know, speaking and saying this happened to me and this is how I dealt with it and and speaking with a lot of humor. I mean, if I didn't have a sense of humor, I wouldn't have made it through it like I did. So um, I think it's good to have different. You think of a breast cancer survivor probably as an older person, and and um, there are a lot of younger women being diagnosed these days, younger than I was, younger than 42. So um, I think it's great to put a different face on. Um, no, exactly, and the mm-hmm. statistics seem to be getting higher. There's a lot right. of alarming things out there. I know. It's, well, it's, let's talk about this wonderful book, The oh, Truth thanks. About Love and Lightning. Mm-hmm. I was just talking, you know, to uh, Deborah Lynn, mm-hmm. and her character in her book was such a strong female, mm-hmm. and you also write with strong female of characters. Of course. <laughs> oh, of course, and and they were all strong, every one of them, and mm-hmm. just beautiful where did this story come from? Because you really, I love the way that you mixed, well, as I called it, it's sort of like, you know, the mystical and the magical yeah. Yeah. It, with the Native American mm-hmm. lore, but bringing it in to modern day, mm-hmm. it was it was enchanting. It was just oh, an enchanting. You. And I'm always wondering how people find their stories. Well, I know I started um, sort of incorporating a little bit of the magical realism 
um, when I wrote Little Black Dress. And so I wanted to do that again in a different story. And Love and Lightning came about, I think there were two different things I was thinking of at the time. And one was, um, uh, here's this, uh, I can picture this woman who has a, a secret she's kept for 40 years. And that basically is who the father of her child is because she told a a lie about it and it the lie has lived on so long it's become like accepted truth and what if something happened to her that threatened um you know her life as she knew it and her relationship with her daughter who thinks this person is her father and 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 um but who um, never met who never met never him, met him. Knew yeah, just him through saw pictures, pictures and stories stories yeah and and Sam um the man she th- Abby thinks is her father um comes from a long line of, of shamans who could make rain. And I, I don't know, I just think the weather to me, I love thunderstorms. I, I just love the power sort of, of, of lightning and read up, goes kind of reading up about lightning and could it strike twice? Yes, it could. And it made me think of my life too and, and having the miscarriage and then getting pregnant and how, you know, miracles happen all the time and lightning right. striking twice and that kind of, resonated with me and I wanted the story to be about like family and and this woman who basically started telling little white lies Gretchen when she was young because her mother was so blunt and so honest she really was actually pretty mean (laughs) right right I think Gretchen's yeah that was I mean her mom was really a tough character I mean had to be so challenging to live like that and that's where the truth came in. The truth can hurt sometimes. Yeah, the truth can hurt. And I think and another part of the story is, is it okay every once in a while to tell a lie if it makes someone feel better, if it doesn't hurt anybody, you know, because um, I consider myself a really honest person and my husband is as well. But I notice now as I get older, I really, I look for the truth that I, if I can't tell, if there's, going to be a truth that hurts someone I look for something kind of around it something that's truthful that I can tell this person and make them feel good um, that I don't feel like I'm lying but isn't the you know this bam direct kind of exactly truth. Yeah. well it's like it's like we're taught when we're kids if you can't say something nice don't say anything at all I know and I came away after reading the truth about love and lightning with that exact same feeling mm-hmm. that you know, when when someone asks you if they look fat or something, instead of just saying, yeah, you're yeah. a porker, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> it's better to just say, you know, maybe, you know, why don't, you know, you, know, you look fine, but maybe we should, we can plan to exercise together or yeah, something. Yeah, or just, or if they're happy with themselves, you know, and it's okay. are they happy? Yeah, and say, you look, you know, you always look so radiant to me and, you know, that's what shines through, and that's what's important. I think you can find positive things to say um, if you look for them. I think the trouble is we, when we think we have to be so honest, you know, I have a mom who is very honest. She's a little like Annika, but Annika's to the extreme. Um, Gretchen's mom who can't, you know, tell anything but her version of the truth. And and I've told, had to stop at times and go, hey, mom, <laughs> that was kind of mean. You right, know, just soften right. it up a little. And uh, I, I want you to, to feel, I want to feel like you're supporting me and you're behind me sometimes. And sometimes the truth is not what I want to hear, you know, if, if it's a case of hurting my feelings. So, um, yeah, so the book is about 
lies and truth and when it's okay to tell a lie and when does a lie become too big. And, and it was also too, I think it had so much to do about love uh-huh. and oh, this yeah. long, long love that Gretchen had for Sam and that, that longing that she never, she, she felt she had made a mistake right. and she had pushed him away and, and now she late, thought he was yeah. dead. Well, I think part of my life and, and being such a late bloomer and finding my, like, one true love, basically I think there is someone out there for everyone. And I don't think it happens all the time when you're looking. I think people who look too hard are going to find too many of the wrong people. And I just feel like it's never too late. It's never too late to find real you know, love that makes you just fulfilled and happy, that doesn't drain you or take something from you. It adds to you. And, and yeah, that's a big part of the story. Like, and, uh, and the fact late. that what you just said, when it, it really is miraculous and magical yes, and you don't look for it, it finds you. It finds you. And, and it that, finds you. That's a huge yeah. part of the story. And I know there's a, um, Sam, um, the mysterious man who's been missing 40 years and we think returns um, on a tornado, basically, um, to Gretchen's, the farm Gretchen's inherited from his parents <laughs> since they thought her baby was his Was baby. his son. I mean, yeah, I mean his um, daughter. I know. And he, he makes a comment about lightning striking twice. And it's like love that, you know, that sometimes it finds its way back, you know, and and the people that are supposed to be in your life you know, will be there, and it might not be something immediate, and you might go through a lot of things in between. But um, you know, if you if you keep your heart open and and uh, you know, and are patient enough, it'll it'll be there. So I think yeah. all good things happen good things. to those who believe. I think, so. <laughs> and that's what I came away with is that you know uh, they they just sort of never gave up. Uh-huh. I mean, never the the love was always there, uh-huh. and. It just never gave up. And when her daughter comes back and just really wants to believe it's uh-huh. Sam, whether it was or not, right. was actually almost insignificant, exactly. wasn't it? I it know. was just important that, that she felt that it she so believed. deeply. Yeah. Let's and give out your website before uh-huh. we run out of time. It's SusanMcBride.com. Uh-huh. And as I said, she has so many novels. She writes young adult novels, women's fiction, and the mystery novels uh-huh. as well. The book we're talking about today just came out, The Truth About Love and Lightning. And Susan, you know, we'd love to get you on our teen show. We have a teen show called Express Yourself that uh, broadcasts on Tuesdays that is hosted by young teens. Okay. And that could be really, that could be fun. That <laughs> would be fun. I, well, I have a new YA book coming out. I think it's next year. So. Oh, good. Well, then be in touch with I us will. when you're, when your new one comes out and then we'll have, get the teen's opinion on it. That well, congratulations. Be- and not you. only on, uh, the, your book launching, but on your baby, Thank your marriage, you. new on being a survivor of the cancer, <laughs> of just being, and being so happy and being a role model. You're really living the dream right now. Oh, and gosh, you know, you can continue. <laughs> you are. Isn't it wonderful? I feel pretty happy right now. I have to say I'm very, very happy with my life and, and, uh, and very, I think, you know, it makes me nervous. I'm a little superstitious. So, you know, I feel like 
like you were talking before about feast or famine, stuff comes at once. Or <laughs> yes, yes. I, I always worry a little bit, like when things are too good that you know something's going to slip. But that's well, just I me. Well, I think that what I what I've always taken away from that when things are really good, we just need to enjoy the moment. You're because right, then, exactly. When Not we worry. go through those little famine uh-huh. times, then that's when we can rest on some memories that say, "Wow." It happened before, and lightning can strike twice. Exactly. I don't have to worry. I just have to get over it. Right. Thank you so much. We're (laughs) out of time. The author, Susan McBride, the book, The Truth About Love and Lightning. Her website, SusanMcBride.com. You'll find her everywhere. And you can also go there to find any of her other books. And as she said, another YA book is coming out next year. So, Susan, thank you for thank being you. on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, thank and you. for being so flexible and arranging your very busy schedule to be here no with problem. us today. Thank you so much, and thank all of you out there for being great listeners. We sure appreciate you listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are every week, and we appreciate our team at World Talk Radio that helps us sound good and look good Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know that you're already a star. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life and read a book this week. It's like a garden in your pocket. And may I recommend to you the truth about love and lightning and crime in the big easy. For information about the charity or to make a donation, visit btsya.org or be the star you are.org until next week when we celebrate again right here on star style be the star you are remember that love always wins kindness prevails and smiles keep us happy so keep that laughter coming my name's Cynthia Bryan this is star style and you go out into the world and be the star you are thanks for joining me thank you for tuning in every week for the power hour on star style be the star you are Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.